0: Hi, my name's Hutton and I'm a Geoholic. Howdy y'all, this is Dr. S here with another uh, Bad Elf Tech Minute with the Geoholic's crew. Um, if you're like me, you're out in the uh, southwest and it's starting to heat up, get pretty hot, you need a way to cool down. We are proud to be announcing at Bad Elf a new summer webinar series that's going to be focusing on the future of Global Navigation Satellite Systems, GNSS. Uh, we've got an upcoming Geoholics Anonymous meeting uh, that we're proud to be presenting a panel of uh, GNSS people, uh, from manufacturers to vendors to uh, surveyors, geodesists, to GIS people, to normal consumers. Uh, additionally, throughout the summer, every few weeks, Bad Elf will be doing custom webinars on advanced topics. Uh, like I said, on GNSS. If you are at all interested in learning something, staying in the cool air conditioning, and like I said, having a little bit of fun and uh, learn, you can check that out at uh, bad-elf.com. That's bad-elf.com, or you can email me at nick at bad-elf.com. Thanks, everybody. Hopefully, we'll see you there. Cheers.
1: Yeah, that one—that one, that one me, it up. Tell me, we haven't nailed the <laughs> intro music the last two weeks. So awesome! Welcome everybody to episode forty of the Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for GMEDX professionals, also known as the Gale Sayers episode. I had a strong suspicion. It was a no-brainer. You—you no got the uh,
2: jersey in your office I and everything. Personally, I, you know, I can't skip Sean Kemp. Remember him from the I Seattle Supersonics? With the big dunks. NBA yep. Jam was a big part of my childhood, and yep. he was the man in that. Yep. Him in the glove. He
1: was indeed. So,
2: But I don't want to take away from Gail Sayers.
1: Gail Sayers, the Kansas Comet, also. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this movie, a movie called Brian's Song. Of of course. Have you watched it? Yes. I'm old. I cried (laughs) like a freaking baby every time I watched that movie. I did not cry. It just gets (laughs) to me for some reason. Oh my god, I'm I'm still scarred from like when I was a little kid watching it for the first time.
2: Oh boy, sounds like we're gonna have to watch that one on YouTube.
1: (laughs) Oh. All right, everybody, please consider joining the Geoholics Fan Club. For every twenty bucks you contribute to the Geoholics GoFundMe account, you will receive a couple Geoholics wristbands, highly sought-after T-shirt, a sticker, and another new piece of swag that we just got, uh, Koozie.
2: Oh my goodness, we're giving away the farm. We're giving away
1: the yeah, no doubt
2: about it. You just give us anything uh, and we'll give you everything. Yeah,
1: exactly, and of course, get your name mentioned on the next podcast. I got a few people I need to recognize tonight. Uh, Amanda Allred, Danielle Smolowski, and Christopher Bowen all made very generous donations to the GoFundMe account and are now officially... Members of the geoholics fan club so thank you to them and a shout out to amanda and danielle specifically just fyi ladies I ordered the medium shirts. I'll send your stuff out to you as soon as we get it So again, thank you the uh, opening number there of course is the doobie brothers the name of That song is china grove my personal favorite doobie brothers song our guest tonight is a big doobie brothers song, fan So we'll circle back to that uh, China grove is actually a small town in texas and it's not
2: about china it's
1: not about asians so let's let's get that out of the way right away and they are originally from san jose california which i wasn't aware Hmm. and i did a little research and i found out that they have sold over 40 million albums worldwide so huge 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 all their music of course is available on spotify and apple music and everywhere else that you can get music
2: minor flash in the pan band we're using tonight (laughs)
1: yeah exactly all right shout out to our friends of the program thanks for believing in us and without you guys and your continued support we would not be able to do this so thank you very much first off we got bad elf gps you can find them at bad-elf.com and uh, they are successfully developing high accuracy gps receivers for all day data collection and a special thank you to dr nick smolovsky for the bad elf tech minute
2: I think uh, he needs a little bit of a haircut. That's inside information. <laughs> Out of control. I, I, it's a little rough. But another friend of the program is Land Surveyors United, Mr. Justin Farrow. You guys know him all too well. He's been on a few episodes. He's a friend of the program for sure. Uh, his website, landsurveyorsunited.com, over 16,000 members. Um, I, you know, He's tracking COVID-19, all that good stuff. And then the most important thing, there is a Geoholics page on there as well
1: and uh international surveyors week coming up
2: yeah but you know the geoholics let's be honest. a little more important
1: (laughs) (laughs) all right and we got unify u-n-i-f-l-i dot arrow. scott ohana is the uh, man in charge over there and they develop true field-to-finish aerial workflows designed by surveyors for surveyors
2: and we can't forget parkland college their land survey program is in champaign illinois You can find them at parkland.edu slash surveying. That's Corey Allred uh, going back a few minutes. Amanda Allred, by chance. Mm,
1: No, I I don't don't believe so. It's a good reach, but I don't think so.
2: so That's that's an interesting last name, but we just got it by chance. But, uh, yeah, they got their survey program. Go check it out. Again, parkland.edu slash surveying.
1: And last but not least, we have Diamondback Land Surveying. Welcome to the fold. Trent Keenan and his team, they specialize in residential, commercial, and public works projects. The corporate office is located in Las Vegas, but they are licensed to do work all across the West. So, And uh, they are also a proud sponsor and brand ambassador of Get Kids Into Survey. So you can find Diamondback Land Surveying at diamondbacklandsurveying.com. And you can find Get Kids Into Survey at?
2: Getkidsintosurvey.com. GT gkis.com oh, no. and get survey, don't yeah? forget if you go on their website you will see a lovely caricature of mr keenan himself so indeed. you will get to see what he looks like
1: indeed he's made the poster i believe the next and, poster
2: and the lovely diamondback land surveying logo
1: absolutely well he, he's got to get that tattooed <laughs> soon enough <laughs> we're still working on that i just want the underwear <laughs> All right, here we are in the Beat Lab studio, also known as Producer Jake's living room. Thank you, uh, Producer Jake, for letting us be here. This is fantastic.
3: Glad to have have you guys here. This is great. Um, we've we've migrated. I'm not sure if we talked about this last episode, but we've migrated from the kitchen table to the living room. So we're on um, a couple, of a couch and a fancy chair. So kind of more of a casual environment for the remote guests, which make things kind of nice and. just good environment i don't
2: don't want to get too behind the scenes but there is also a fourth geoholic on the couch with us (laughs) by the name of marvin and he has become my friend
1: quickly he is your buddy no doubt oh my goodness he's awesome what a a cutie we'll post a picture of marvin yeah for sure all right let's catch up with the boys producer jake what's going on man
3: doing good guys um i know you guys have heard a lot about this i want to just touch on this really quick it's oh there we go there's a seltzer popping off uh, found a new hobby this past weekend. Went, went out to the lake with my dad and my brother. We took some sailing classes. Um, super awesome. If you guys have even ever thought about it, um, you should go check it out. There's a couple programs, couple instructors up at Lake Pleasant. Um, they can get you started there on the lake and kind of get you a couple certifi- certifications done there and then finish things out um, whether you go east coast, west coast out on the ocean. So we're on track here to get our certifications done and everything. So that way we can take a trip out, um, whether it be like the, uh, the Caribbean and hop around in some islands there on a catamaran. Um, but it is seriously so fun. It's something we've talked about for years. And now that we're out of school and we've got some free time, especially on the summer, um, to go you know here we go we're pulling the trigger on it now so it was our first weekend this past weekend we went saturday and sunday the whole day bright and early and it is so fun beautiful out on the lake you know when you're you're sitting there and you're learning all these new things and it is really a great time so it it does get a little tiring um like hoisting up the sails and taking down the sails and things like that but really if you've ever even thought about doing it try it out it's so nice once you get out there so a lot
1: of fun that's awesome glad you found a new hobby that's really cool
2: Yeah, because Jake's so tired of uh, everything else that he's doing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
1: His life is so demanding. (laughs)
2: Anyway, Ryan, how are you? You've got a couple hobbies. Uh, I have a a few hobbies, one of them being fishing. Uh, Complete failure over the weekend. (sighs) We went both Saturday and Sunday. Honestly, I completely forgot the magnet on Saturday. So we were going out, and I had to put the fish on the hook, and we did that. And having a six-year-old, he just cast it out, reel it in, cast it out, reel it in. We got nothing at all. Threw the magnet out on Sunday a few times. Uh, I let him pull it in. It was easy as could be. One time it kind of got snagged, and then there was absolutely, (laughs) I pulled it and nothing. So uh, I think we're going to have to change our location and and find some place that, you know, is more than eight, nine years old to find some buried treasure. I don't think anybody's thrown anything in there recently. Uh, Other than that, just working hard uh, or hardly working depending on how you look at it or who you ask mm, yeah exactly (laughs) so um we're we're gonna talk with tom here shortly that that was something recently and then uh for some good news oh yeah here we go tomorrow is the baseball draft
1: Oh, yeah. I heard that guy from ASU might go number exactly. one, right? What, is he a pitcher?
2: No. What he's a he? first baseman. Dang. So the Tigers are looking at him, number one. And wow. honestly, with baseball, the draft is so hit or miss. You don't know, but it's exciting news for us. Sun Devils. Up. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm going to try and bring up ASU as much as I can. So that that is my good news for the week of ASU's baseball program is back. And... I, I did not confirm this before him, but I know of at least one number one pick that the Sun Devils have had before. Barry Bonds? Of course. Yeah. Big head Barry Bonds. Yep. <laughs> That's the only one that came to mind. I know I think I,
1: I did hear on the radio the other day there was like three of them actually.
2: Okay. And yeah. I know and well, I, Reggie I Jackson that- was there. I think so. And, yeah, I think so. And then Pedroia wasn't number one, but yeah. he's been solid. So they, you yeah. know, it's a it's a solid baseball school. So. ASU,
1: yeah, for a while there, like in the late '70s, early '80s, mm-hmm. it was like a dynasty. It was oh, crazy,
2: absolutely. And then when they had Pat Murphy, <coughs> you know, before he went over yep, to the Pat the Murphy. Brewers, he was solid. He had a good yep. run there before. I don't know what his exit was all about, but yeah, no, it's uh, two things I love: ASU and baseball. So that was some good news.
1: <laughs> that is good news. <laughs> what about you, Kent? Um, let's see. Let's catch up with Kent. What has Kent been up to? Like that third, <laughs> you like the third person? I was going to say, he's stuff. discovered talking to himself in third person. <laughs> uh, Jake, what are we up to as far as downloads, You know,
3: That's a good question here. Let me pull it up. Give me just a couple of moments I can check.
1: You can vamp and I'm talk gonna, about I'm gonna, yourself gonna, a little bit. I'm going to challenge you guys to something here in a second. So one, <sighs> no. One, I think no. I've already I, heard I, this so challenge. One thing, uh, <laughs> one thing I, I do want to mention, you know, one of my, uh, I guess my personal mantras is give to get. So, and that ties in with paying it forward so I had a pay it forward moment this past week I was uh I stop when I do go to the office I stop at this one coffee place and uh and pick up coffee on the way in and um you know your stories like this all the time but i, I this lady kind of let me in ahead of her because my back end of my car was sticking out on the road so she put in reverse and let me go ahead of her you know and i waved and said thank you and everything and then i bought her coffee right so the guy who walks around takes the orders you know he takes my order and i'm like hey i want to you know get that lady's coffee as well so i'm watching him in my rearview mirror he goes back there and you know gets her her order and you know goes to pay or whatever and he's like i could see him talking to her like pointing you know up to up to me like yeah, that selling that, you, know, took selling you yeah. Out. yeah yeah and then and she just like she had the biggest smile on her face she's like dancing in the car she's clapping her hands you know and stuff like that <laughs> it was just and she's like i could just see her mouth and it, thank you thank you thank you you know and it just kind of really made my day and it's really funny when you do stuff like that it just kind of it snowballs it really does mm-hmm. you know i mean it That was one of the better days that I've had in a long time for, I guess, a number of different reasons. But it's just really funny how when you do stuff like that, you know, give to get, pay it forward, what have you, it it comes back. It comes back to you. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And the other thing was I had lunch with Survey Jesus last week. (laughs) More to come on that.
2: That is his real name. More to
1: come on that. So Jake, what's the download number? 12,664.
3: 12,664.
1: Our one year anniversary is July 31st, right? That's the that's the day that we did our first episode.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Okay. What do you think the chances of us getting fifteen thousand downloads? That's guaranteed. No.
2: Oh, it's guaranteed. No, it's only like, what? No, that's no too, I, I feel good about that. But
1: so just, just a
3: little under two months, huh?
1: Six, like six weeks. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah six or
2: seven. It's weeks. guaranteed.
1: It's not guaranteed.
2: It is. It's over 2,000. You can make it. This is a terrible proposition that you've thrown at us. So here's the
1: deal. I know we talked about uh, Trent Keenan getting a Diamondback tattoo. So I'm challenging you guys. I'm going to propose to you guys that if we get 15,000 downloads by our one-year anniversary, that we get Geoholics tattoos. Not you can go right ahead. Come there.
3: on. I, how about
2: 100,000? If yes, no. we get 100,000. Yeah, by by <laughs> July 31st,
1: 100,000,
2: I'm
3: in. Anything
2: we, short of that?
1: No. We, we will talk about this. But. The
3: second we agree to this, you're going to go on LinkedIn and go no, 24 hours a day and to. just paste it everywhere
1: you can. I mean, I, we
2: are scheduled to be in Vegas in August. And I will it say could. it right
1: now. If we get 15,000 downloads by July 31st, I will get a geologics tattoo well, for sure. I What's it going to be? Of you. Just. It's just, no, it's going to be really simple. Like so it's GH? Gonna be like, no, no, no. I was going to say, I am a geoholic, and it's going to be on the inside of my right ankle, which is where your guises would be also. No,
2: <laughs> no. Like... I am terrified of the pain. Is it and, the pain? And, and my wife says, oh, it doesn't hurt. It just kind of feels it like a tickle. Hurt. No, I don't. I, I, it doesn't hurt. Like, I love you guys, and I love doing this, but like I you don't want to be old and have it say
3: geoholics on my <laughs> ankle. And Your grandkids are asking you, what's yeah, a geoholic? Yeah, what is
2: this? What were you
3: thinking? Even
1: um, the lovely Megan has a tattoo. It's, of a
3: geoholic?
2: That's because she's no. tougher than me. <laughs> I just... We're going
1: gonna to talk about this. I'm going to peer pressure you guys. Into this, so I
2: that would I would be impressed if you I, I feel like Jake is on my side of this of uh, Well it's Jake not sent
1: happen. me a text. He's like I asked my mom and she said no. Yeah, oh, I'm like, could... you're twenty one years old. I you was, was just kidding. <laughs> the
2: lovely Carrie, as you say, would loved that statement from him. I, like he said his mom said no. It's very on brand for producer Jake. <laughs> and then I just said, Can I just say Carrie? said no.
1: <laughs> Same no, thing. It doesn't work. <laughs> Especially when Carrie has a tattoo.
2: She does. She does have one. And I have uh, That would be hypocritical Yeah, no, I may have commented and said You know, I'm not crazy about tattoos So it's on brand with See, As Jake said, we're gonna the Jake brand one. We're yeah. gonna make it happen
1: we're gonna make it happen. Uh, so, the listeners out there, we got to get to fifteen thousand.
2: Yeah, uh, you got to get to a hundred thousand. <laughs> we'll talk <laughs> about it. Good luck.
1: All right, we're not gonna get anywhere with this right now. So let's move on. Uh, safety apparel geo share for this week. We've renamed it from the safety apparel safety share to the safety apparel geo because it opens the door for so many other things we could uh, talk about. Uh, Ryan mentioned it earlier briefly. Myself and Ryan. Uh, and I think probably about 50 other people, went to a demonstration today out in the field for a new product by CivDrone. That's C-I-V-D-R-O-N-E. And uh, before we get to Tom, who is the co-founder and CEO, I failed to mention that Safety Apparel has the best safety vest available anywhere. And actually, when I was out at the demo today,
2: there was somebody wearing, the yep. crew chief. I noticed it, saw the, the logo, and yep. I was impressed.
1: Yep, yep. We saw one there. It was uh, pretty exciting. So check them out at safetyapparel.us. And be sure to follow on all their social media platforms. Matthew Stansberry is always doing like giveaways and stuff like that. So
2: So we did see it in action, and the guy wearing it did not get injured. So it worked. Yep.
1: Yep, and uh, Jake is pointing out the uh, Party Chief uh, sticker that we have on our gearbox, one of our gearboxes. So, uh, love the guys at Safety Apparel. So, we have with us, as I mentioned, uh, Tom, and hopefully I don't butcher this name, Yashirin, uh with Sift Drone. So, Tom, are you there?
4: Yeah, I'm here. You got it right. You got my name Bullseye. All
1: right, fantastic. So we, we we love seeing the technology today um, and the fact that you're in Arizona. I thought this would be a great time to get you on for a few minutes and tell us a little bit about CivTron.
4: Uh Thanks for having me here. It was great today to see in the demo. Uh, in a nutshell, we've been developing this technology back in Israel for about almost two years now. Uh, I came from the field and I worked in construction and I was amazed how things are inefficient on the job site. And one of the first things I pointed out was staking out is still being done manually day after day, night after night by surveying professionals walking in the sun, hammering stakes in the ground. And since I've, we've, I've used drone technology for photogrammetry, 3D modeling, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. We can probably do more than just mapping. We can do you know, other activities on a job site. So the first thing that came to mind is laying out points with spray paint and following that we started doing staking because we saw that job sites require the stake because they care about the top of the stake. So we've developed this technology about two years now. It floated in Israel, uh, Japan actually, and now in America. So I'm living up in uh, North California and moved there just before COVID hit. And I'm glad to be here on our first road tour in the U S.
1: It's so awesome. Now, how can people listening find out more about Civ Drone? Um, is it, is it website is that the best way to do that?
4: Yeah, Civion. I'm getting. I've been getting hits for the past, you know, a couple of weeks. You know, a few, a few every week or so. Uh, that's the best way. Follow us on LinkedIn, Civ Drone. It's very straightforward. Civ for Civil Drone is Drone our carrier, and we're laying out points, um, five hundred points a day with our stakes, our staking drone. And today, I actually, released our first rover, It can lay out up to four thousand points a day with spray paint, and we are going to empower our dr- drones and CivDot to do more things together, and maybe can create meshes of like a mesh of a staking rover in the future, and provide more value to our clients. We're starting with dots, moving to striping, and staking as well with the gro- rover.
2: Now, with the with the drone, uh, drone, excuse me, that's putting in the stakes. Can you talk about the two different types of stakes—the simple stake and of then course. the smart stake?
4: So today in the demo, we actually deployed both. So the design is the same. Uh, the simple stake are just stakes in various colors, anywhere from transparent to pink and glow in the dark ones, even, uh, and various sizes as well. We go we're now with the drone up to twelve inches, about one and. With a robot we can do more, most likely. But in a nutshell, the simple stakes and the smart stakes are great because they both fit in the same magazine. And the smart stakes have a chip, an NFC chip that you can read with your phones and get the instructions you need to do the work correctly the first time. So cut and fill, installation, and whatnot. That chip provides you with a blueprint, with a drawing, with a text, with whatever you want. You can even put your website there if you want. So we provide that information directly from the drone onto the chip, and you can read it with your app. I'm just in a C-Reader, so you, you get a text, or with our app, and then you can actually get a drawing. Uh, so in the demo today, we showed, uh, I think it was a cut um, with an offset. All that information is nicely displayed on your phone after you touch the stake. Yeah, and, and the symbol stake is just various colors, for pile types. I would say, for instance.
1: Yeah, the technology is absolutely amazing. You've got, you've, got, you've developed something that is pretty mind blowing, to be honest with you. And I know, um, you know, the folks who were there today. were uh, They they had a treat, no doubt.
2: There was a little bit of buzz as we went on, and with the rover, you know, it it, it looks as simple as a. Uh, remote control car that we had as kids but oh my goodness it is way more intense than that you put the spray paint in there and it just goes out and stripes and marks everything you need yeah
1: yeah Yeah. there's so much you can do with it it's crazy Mm -hmm. absolutely well thank you tom for being here i appreciate it and uh look forward to circling back with you here in the next few months and maybe we'll have you on for an episode to uh, talk about it more in detail
4: awesome have a good one stay safe guys Thanks. you. you too
1: all right, with that, let's uh let's get get our guest on here. Our guest tonight is Kyle Felder. He's an LS survey manager at Red Plains Lender Surveys, also known as RPLS, conveniently. <laughs> uh, Kyle's born in Stillwater, Oklahoma and raised in O'keen, Oklahoma. Attended uh, NOC uh, why do I have to read all
2: this Tonkawa. Tonkawa Digital, Digital Media and Design. And Design. <laughs> I can
1: <laughs> help you out here. And OSU, OKC, okay, and uh, where are you? Was in the survey technology program. He's been surveying for about 15 years. Uh, Kyle was or is the 2020 Surveyor of the Year, Oklahoma Society of Land Surveyors Young Survey Coordinator, NSPS Surveyor Member, and a member of Land Surveyors United. Uh, well, hold on,
2: he's a 2020 Surveyor of the Year. It's not. It's it's only June of 2020. Yeah, you'll have to ask I was going to put my name in the running. <laughs> Apparently, I missed the, the boat. You'll have to ask him about that.
1: Uh, Kyle likes to, uh, in his free time, play video games, watch movies, reading about serving, or an Ann you might know this, Anne McCaffrey novel. Are you familiar with that? No, that, he no? got me on this one. He's a OSU and Dallas Cowboy fan, of yeah. course. And he was a uh, participant in the AmeriCorps program. Um, little known fact about him. This is pretty cool. He's a third generation land surveyor as well. So Kyle, thank you so much for being here tonight.
5: Thank you guys. And I look forward to it very much.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Can we just get it out of the way? Go I, for it. I, the Dallas Cowboys are the worst football team ever. And then we, <laughs> we just don't have to mention it again. I just got that out of my system and now Man, we can move on.
5: You are where I am. And there's no other option. That's kind of that's just what you got left. Let's just like, Cowboys. You know, right? now, now we have to have a basketball team. Yeah, exactly. Cowboys in general, you know. Yeah. All of us.
1: Exactly. Exactly. How did you become a Doobie Brothers fan?
5: Man, you know, and, and thinking of, you know, just songs and, and artists in general, there's one song that's always like, no matter what the mood is, no matter what anything is, and that's Black Water by the Doobie Brothers. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, uh, you know, China Grove and and, and some of those are definitely favorites as well. But that that one song, like no matter how, you know, mad, sad, happy, anything like I can listen to that song and everything will be all right.
1: Yeah. A lot of music from that uh, that time frame is that has that same uh, effect on people. You know,
2: they're kind of a jam band that isn't full-on jam, like yeah. Grateful Dead jam band. I can, I can handle it a little more. So, yeah, definitely a fan as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about AmeriCorps a little bit. I'm very familiar with that program, as a matter of fact. How did you get involved with that, and what uh, what, what was the services you provided?
5: Well, basically, they had they offered a uh, scholarship and volunteering opportunities uh, for post-high school. So they would in the summers, we would do... Uh, We would teach summer school in the morning and then we would have like an afternoon program during the summers uh, for kindergarten through sixth grade. And we would, uh, you know, teach anything. You know, we would actually work with the teachers and teach during the morning and then afternoon we'd come up with just educational crafts and, and things of that nature. And, you know, it was, it was volunteering. So we, you could only do it for two years and you could get 600 hours of volunteering hours. And on top of that, they gave you a $3,000 scholarship for college. So, you know, hey, you know, in these two months, I actually made more volunteering than I did actually working for my dad at the survey firm.
1: <laughs> yeah, really cool. Wasn't that like, uh, was it a Bill Clinton program? Did he start it? I know? believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. Getting deep on us right now. Yeah. Pulling yeah, knowledge. Out of that. With that. <laughs> well, when I lived in <laughs> southern Illinois, the AmeriCorps program was uh, it was a big deal there. I don't know, I have no idea why, but um really cool. I mean it, yeah. it's it's awesome, yeah.
2: Absolutely. And where you are now, obviously we're in Arizona, you're a little further east than us and this country and the world is all sorts of crazy right now with the whole COVID nineteen working from home all of those things. How are you personally handling it? What adjustments have you seen as far as your work environment, uh, with yourself and your company?
5: You know, the the biggest thing right now is having to be a stay at home dad to my one year old and work full time. <laughs> uh, cause my wife is a nurse, so she's obviously way more essential than I ever will be. Uh, and, you know, it's, that's the biggest one as far as personally, personally goes, you know, having to, to juggle the two is, is very interesting. But then as far as work goes, you know, as a professional land surveyor, at least in today's times, it doesn't require us to be at the office. That's for sure. You know, I can take phone calls, emails, all that kind of stuff from, you know, the safety of my, my chair yep. here at the house. And, you know, as far as that goes, you know, our, and our crews, you know, one and two people they, you know, are are very secluded. So it really hasn't affected them too much. You know, we, we do try and if it's a highly populated area to, to, you know, add some extra safety measures and things like that. But uh, otherwise that's, that's pretty much it is trying to, to juggle being a stay at home dad and, and run everything from here.
2: Well, with the survey profession, you guys are already wearing your PPE as far as safety vest and safety apparel, party chief, all that good stuff. But um you personally your crews are you guys wearing masks how is that how is that
5: that's that's really if they go up to somebody's doors like to to talk to adjoining owners things like that they they will wear a mask uh and they'll try and you know stay back and then, and we've even made a little sticker to put on people's doors you know along with our card to let them know that we're here so that way they don't even have to come outside they can just read the sticker from from that side and see hey we're here we're just doing a land survey and call us if you have any questions
2: hmm solid and then jumping forward just a little bit you've been serving for roughly 15 years i assume if you're a third generation surveyor that that was where the passion came from as as a child and uh following in the 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 family footsteps um confirm that if you don't mind and then as far as how did you start out your career what was your first job and did you ever uh, think of branching away from the family business and maybe going to ASU and becoming a baseball player?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, to be honest, you know, I did start out, you know, I grew up in the in a survey suburban in and in a van for a little while, and, you know, we always just, you know, rode the back and, and went out and did construction staking with my grandfather, things like that, and when I turned, I consider when I turned 15 to be my first actual surveying job because they actually put me out as a, you know, a third man on the crew, uh, more of a pack mule than anything, but kind of starting as a, as a rodman there, and you know, it was, it was kind of funny to look back on it now and see the gags that you know my grandfather put on me. Uh, for example, we rode in an S10 pickup on his crew. And, you know, he's this little five, seven hundred foot pound guy and his best friend, who's another little seven year old man that's about the same. You know, they would ride in shotgun and driving <laughs> and it's a single cab truck and I'm in the middle at six, four, three hundred pounds <laughs> and it's a standard. So <laughs> that was <laughs> some of the more interesting things. And uh, uh, and then funny. finding out eventually, you know, the first month they made me carry a, a sack full of, of lath that weighed probably 40 pounds everywhere he went, even if I didn't need it. So you know, once I actually found out that you don't need those things, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a little hazing there. But uh, but that that's really where we started, you know, just on a on a crew running uh, a total station, doing small loan surveys, and uh, now they call them mortgage inspections and pin surveys. And then uh, when I finally hit uh, seventeen, they upgraded me to the the big crew, the the GPS crew, and wow. and and went from there. And as far as you know. Was that my inspiration? Yes and no. You know, I did go through a little bit of a time where, you know, you could call it rebellion when I hit 18. And I was like, I don't want to do what my dad did, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and that's what led to the digital media and graphic design degree was I was like, you know, I like surveying, but, you know, I'm trying to be rebellious here. So, you know, I like the drafting aspect. So let me go do graphic design. So I tried that out. And after about a year of it, I was like, I can't handled not going outside you know uh, once a week at least <laughs> so let me I'm going to finish this degree so that I will have it in my background and then I'm going to go back to surveying so there was that kind of phase in there for about two years where I didn't know if I wanted to do surveying exactly but but after that yeah I went full time working for my dad's company uh, out in O'Keen and it, you know it was basically a little small rural community of 800 people uh, roughly And, you know, from there, we just we had a one one hour circle that we would just do small boundary surveys and really looking back on it. He had a very good niche out there that I wish I could get back to and I will get back to at one point. Uh, But unfortunately, now he has passed. My dad did and my grandpa retired. So the company, it was one year before I got my license that this happened. So I wasn't able to keep the company going. So I had to branch out and that's what ended me up in uh, Stillwater up here is uh just trying to to make my own way and get back out as close as i can to the to to god's country up there for sure
1: yeah no doubt surveying is definitely one of those unique things that once it gets in your blood it's hard to get it out it's hard to i I mean i myself is i have actually like in 2008 when the economy you know hit the skids i uh was outside of survey for about a year and a half and it's just like one of those things that sucks you back in, you know. It's like all you know, and uh, like maybe it's a form of an addiction. I have no idea. So the fact that you've been surveying for about 14 years, you've seen, uh, you've definitely seen some technological investments over that over that time. Um, you know, with scanning and drones in particular, and now with like what we saw today, this Sib drone thing. Um, you know, a drone that sets stakes. I mean, it's it's going that direction, no question about it. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, on on the technological side of things?
5: I mean, I, I think it's great. I mean, the, the, there's a surveyor here in Stillwater that, that said it best. You know, I really think the biggest innovation to this day is, is still GPS. And, yep. and that's really one thing that, you know, as far as the boundary aspect goes and the things that I do day to day, that one still just impacts me so much. Because if I go back to 15 years ago, you know, doing things with my, my grandfather, you know, he would to do a small lot survey. It's find one corner, slap a 90 and set everything. You know if i was to do that today i would you know lose my license immediately <laughs> <laughs> you know so so the invention of gps and robotic total stations and things like that still to this day just amazes me just because it, it allows so much more time to go look for that evidence you know now i can go break down a section in two hours at versus that used to take three days to do with a total station you know, and, and, and that kind of thing, you know, I could, I could hit drones and things like that and they do affect us, you know, but they are a tool in the, just another tool in the, you know, the box. essentially. Yep. Exactly. Uh, But, but that tool, uh, you know, for, for me and, and my company at least has really just, you know, made it leaps and bounds and, and even affected, you know, our standards and things like that in our, in our state to, to that
1: effect. You know, it's really funny. Let me, so Kyle, let me ask you, how old are you? 30. 30. Okay. So you say that GPS is like the biggest um, technological advancement. So myself being uh, a young man of 53 who started out, um, you know, plotting coordinates on graph paper and using a string line to see what kind of stuff lines up and hand drafting plats and things like that. So for me, AutoCAD was like the biggest technological advancement.
2: <laughs> back in back in your day, you used to go back 15 the day, miles yeah. both yeah, right, yeah. both ways uphill to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. But uh, yeah, no, good stuff. Um, so the, the the profession, as far as land surveying goes, definitely is, is currently facing some challenges. You know, I think there's a severe lack of mentoring. I think we probably talk about it every single episode. Um, there's threats of deregulation, which I think is going to probably surface even more now. Um, you know, f- people's surveyors' fee structure, especially during a pandemic. You know, people are doing stuff for pennies on the dollar. There's so many different things Um Challenges, I think that the profession is, is facing and what what are your what are your thoughts on some of those items?
5: I definitely think, you know, obviously the the bringing people into our industry is is a huge one. Uh, but the the thing that I'm most afraid of for our industry is being forgotten, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's especially in America. It's yep. so sad to see and, and listen to these other countries that say, oh, yeah, well, you know, Australia, let's just mm-hmm. listen to an episode of the day where yep. the surveyors are paid more or respected more than doctors. And, you know, it's, it's that lack of, of knowing of us, you know, the general population asking what a surveyor is and they think we go around and ask questions, you yep. know, or, or we take pictures. I mean, that, they, they might have some understanding of that and, you know, at least understand that we go out there and stand with a tripod, you know, but that's really my biggest fear: is Once we're forgotten, then that's when we become deregulated and that's when we lose, you know, all of the above. Yep. Uh, and and so on and so forth
2: it's kind of that lack of lobbying almost the the power is just not behind you guys because there's not enough and it's only going in the wrong direction unfortunately so um you have a lot of involvement with the young surveyors can you explain on that and what your role is and and what the hope is moving forward to kind of bring more people into the fold
5: yeah, and then speaking on the touch on that topic of lobbying, uh, we do have what's called the uh, Jefferson Club hmm. uh, with with the NSPS, which basically we have our one lobbyist. You know, yay, one got one. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and the, the Jefferson Club basically, you know, I, I donate five hundred bucks, and then I also go to the day on the hill. With there's about forty or fifty of us at this point that will go uh, to Washington D.C. on the day on the hill. And our lobbyist basically gives us a pamphlet of, of things to say, and we go up there and try and lobby and, and pay attention to all of that. So it's a pretty neat because it does touch on a lot of different states and kind of alerts you as to whenever something like a bill comes up that says, hey, we want to deregulate surveying. Uh, so – There's all that with the Jefferson Club. But then as far as the the young surveyors, uh, really, uh, uh, somebody we've talked to recently, Denver Winchester, he's who got me really hooked and really passionate about surveying in general. I met him four years ago, and he is the president of NSPS Young Surveyors. And now he has uh, worked with me, and now we've started a committee for our state with Oklahoma land surveyors. uh, And they just appointed me this year as the survey coordinator. So, with that, I have started two study groups so far. uh We're getting ready to have our first big web meeting in the state. Kind of one thing about our state is we're so spread out. It, there's a bunch of just small communities where all these surveyors are. So, to get people to come together is the hardest thing to do. Uh, and so, so getting and finding these people, you know, whenever we, whenever I first started, they told me, they were like, Hey, why don't you uh, give us a list of all the young surveyors that are under 35? And I was like, first off, I only know about three of us in our state <laughs> wow. out of 400. Crazy. Uh, and so I eventually got the list together and there are 15 of us out of 400 in oh our state God. that are under 35. That's unbelievable. And licensed.
1: Crazy. Yeah.
5: And, and, you know, even the, the sheer numbers of, I think the average age is getting to be 69 in Oklahoma. Uh, so it's, it, it's amazing to see all this and, you know, you go to these conferences and it's just all white hair or no yeah. hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Granted mine's turning gray already, but, uh, but, but getting involved with them and, and starting the study groups, uh, we've gotten involved with the get kids in the survey, uh, free plug. Don't get used to it.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh we got a catchphrase we, boys.
5: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> they uh they uh have started going out to high schools even and Boy Scouts and getting involved, you know, getting their survey badge. You know, actually it was brought up on the, the Boy Scout board this year, I think. They're gonna see about getting rid of the survey badge, which mm-hmm. is actually the oldest survey badge I believe still yep. to exist. Uh, so that was kind of sad to hear and you know like I said we're, we're doing our best to try and get involved and get more awareness of it and, and offer it just throughout the state because again getting people you know in one area is just the hardest thing you know you don't want to have to drive more than an hour to go do something because it's right. just inconvenient anymore so yeah, I think that's really where we're at with it
1: I think the survey badge is a really good thing and it's kind of like the low-lying fruit where people get involved and introduce you know kids at a young age into surveying and you know, shameless plug, um, United Surveyors of Arizona, we've sponsored the the Boy Scout Survey merit Badge for, gosh, the last two or three years, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, when we first approached them to do it, they're like, oh my, God. first of all, they, they were ecstatic that we were willing to do it. And they're like, this badge hasn't been offered in Arizona for like, 25 years or something like that. It was something crazy.
2: They forgot they even had it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So,
1: I mean, if they get rid of it, that's going to be a shame, no doubt about it. Um, I've been thinking a lot lately, you know, especially with like all the, uh, the and I mean, don't get me wrong, but we're not going to go into some racism rant here. But one thing that I was thinking about, maybe I'm wrong, but hopefully, let, you know, let this sink in. But in order to, you know, get rid of racism, I think we have to change the stereotypes because there's so many stereotypes out there, you know, whether it be about, you know, Caucasian folks or black folks or Asian or Indian or, you know, Hispanic, what have you. There's stereotypes associated with every single one of us, um, which is a shame. You know, in order to get rid of racism, you got to get rid of those stereotypes.
2: That is a tall order, my friend. It might, under, might I take a couple the generations. Ideal, uh, the ideological right. idea of it. But, but I'm not wrong, though, right? No, not at all. Not wrong. But that's just going to take a lot of people with open minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. Unfortunately, no I do not see personally happening anytime
1: soon. <laughs> well, don't burst my bubble here. I'm sorry. So, But no, I'm, here's where I'm going with this. The I reality kind of, check. I kind of look at surveying the same way because surveyors are stereotyped. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it's not a great stereotype. You know, engineers are stereotyped one way. Architects are stereotyped one way. Mm-hmm. Surveyors are stereotyped in a more, well, not as high profile, not in such high regard. You know what I mean? Um, Kyle, like if I was to ask you, you know, how, how do you think surveyors are stereotyped?
5: I mean, <laughs> in our state, honestly, it's, uh, it's a, for lack of a better word, it's a bunch of drunks.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's
5: what well, they're they're known as you know hey let's go to the conference for uh, you know three days and go down there to, and, and go have a few yep. beers and then go to the the red dog which is the local
2: strip club i can yeah. speak from experience you know, the, the engineers are just as guilty of that <laughs> the, they, they, they hide they, it better no matter who goes <laughs> out to these conferences that's all uh, they all devolve into so
1: <laughs> no, they're, they're better at hiding it but, though Go ahead. It's really
5: sad, too, because, you know, whenever you go to these conferences and you go to these places where people want to meet and, and you are a surveyor in the field and you talk to these people, it's so exciting to talk to them because, you know, to get people that are that focused, it's almost a hyper focus of, you know, I absolutely love this profession because this profession, like you say, it, it is almost a cancer to, to a certain extent because you just can't get it out. You just can't get it out. There's, it's a full-fledged... Oh, man, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you just have to have, it's a passion of, of of to the utmost degree, for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And I would agree with your stereotype of surveyors. And, you know, you say that's how it is in your state. I think that's how it is in most states, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Uh, in, in Arizona, probably not a whole lot different, to be honest with you. I mean, typically, you know, I mean, in, like, what I see in the majority of surveyors is, you know, just not being unfortunately refined professionals mm-hmm. you know and as a result it, it just it kind of gives us a uh, a bad first impression a lot of times you know grumpy old man or you know argumentative or unprofessional what have you so i think it's i think it's you know this generation's responsibility to you know like lead from the front Right. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, again, I mean, it, it's going to be a huge undertaking, you know, just like changing the perception of, of races, changing the the, uh, the stereotype of, of service. the profession. Yeah. I mean, it, it's huge. It's going to be a huge undertaking. But if we're going to survive, that's what's going to have to happen. There's
2: going to have to be a change, obviously. And. Uh, I am not a surveyor. I just deal with a lot of yes, surveyors but, but I, I would on love a daily to get your, basis. I would love to get and your opinion on this. As you said, the grumpy old men that know they're right, yes, they can come across as very opinionated, and they know they are right. And most of the time they can back it up, so it makes sense. But the other thing is, both of you have touched on this, I've never met a group that is more passionate about what they do. Yeah. So, what like you say, it it gets in your blood and it it affects you and yep. and it does make a difference. I can vouch personally as an outsider saying yes, that is a, a a positive trait. When you guys get to the point where you're licensed or even just a part of it, you are passionate. So, and that then that's something to be respected.
1: And I think we need to be better about and Kyle, you know, please chime in on this. I think we need to be better at you know self policing basically mm-hmm. you know I mean if we see you know a surveyor with you know doing something wrong whether it be ethically or you know professionally legally what have you and it's not easy don't get me wrong I mean I'm trust me I've made plenty of mistakes in my survey career I don't think I am perfect by any means I learn something new every <laughs> single day as a result of mistakes that I make and that's called humility. And it's hard, hard to find that in surveyors. What do you, what do you think,
5: Kyle? I a hundred percent agree. You know, I would even use the example, uh, I'm going to harp on Denver a little bit here. Whenever, the first time I ever met him or spoke to him, I walked into the office. My dad was working in and, all I hear is that damn Denver Winchester. And I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is going on? <laughs> and, and Denver had actually called my dad and, and asked him. He's like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just wanting a little bit of help out here. And I see that you did this. and I don't quite agree. I just want you to, you know, help me out here and see if I can come to agree with you. Right. You know, which is an awesome thing to do. And it's something that I do every day. Yep. And I get the same response that my dad gave from those other surveyors. And I call them and I try to put it as simple as, you know, hey, I don't want to mess up. Can yep. you help me get to, to your level? And it seems to smooth everything over so much more, but there is that, yep. you know, if you come to them and just say you're wrong, well, uh, you're going to have an
1: argument. On well, yeah. I mean, then they get put on the defensive and the claws come out and you back them in the corner in their mind. And all of a sudden you have an argument. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like but your I approach.
5: Think, yeah, I do. I do wish that there was almost a, uh, a simpler way than just turning somebody into the board. Yeah. Like, of doing it because that's just so extreme and you know i was always raised you know you just don't do that is what i was always told growing up that was just kind of agreed
1: the
2: the unspoken rules no no
1: yeah yeah (laughs) well that's why i mean just like you said another way
5: to make awareness
1: yeah yeah i mean like you said you have to like if you come across another registrant's pin whether you agree with it question it you know whatever just need some clarification of course you reach out to that registrant but again a lot of times you know, first of all, they're gonna probably not gonna answer their phone. They're gonna get a voicemail, and they're just <laughs> they don't want to deal with it. You know what I mean? And uh, but I mean that's what you have to do. You have to go through those that process. Before turning somebody in, that's for sure. You have to give somebody an opportunity to answer questions and provide, um, you know, provide the the knowledge or the background knowledge for you know how that pin got placed there.
2: It's never going to be a comfortable situation. It's never, no, of it, course you're, you're, you're yeah. questioning somebody else's work, and yeah, yeah it's and people never get defensive, be easy. and that's the thing is there just needs to be this professional courtesy of I understand your your perspective. I know mine, and let's discuss it rather exactly. than exactly
1: have a conversation.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's that easy. Absolutely. That goes beyond just surveying. The whole yeah. world at this point just needs a good conversation.
1: <laughs> good point. I like that. <laughs> I like that. What do you think about it? In Oklahoma, what what are the educational requirements to become a surveyor?
5: We are, uh, you can do two years in, okay. uh, of school and six years of experience, mm-hmm. or you can do a four and four. It's just unfortunately mm-hmm. the nearest four-year degree is probably Nebraska. So, oh, gotcha. you know, nobody wants to go up there and, and take school. You know, the, there are a few programs that are opening up now for a four-year. You know, obviously, Mexico, Florida, mm-hmm. and Maine are the ones that I have looked into the most. And they're yeah. actually, most of them are ran by doctors of surveying, which I didn't even know was a thing. Oh, well. Uh, until recently. But when um, I spoke to the, the people up in Maine, and they sent me to the doctor of surveying, I thought that was that was kind of neat. I was like, you know, I'd like to become a doctor, but I don't yeah. you know. It's a lot of schooling and things that... Have to move up to Maine for apparently. Yeah. But, uh, we do, not a we bad do place. Those. Yeah. <laughs> there you <I> go. <laughs> uh, but we are constantly changing and evolving. Uh, part of being the state coordinator for our state is I get to go to all the board meetings and, and talk with people, and we have our educational directors there. And they're always adding to, like, they just added uh, instead of taking college algebra and trig, now you have to take pre calc and calculus. So they're always adding to whatever, you know, I've never taken a calculus class in my life. And to be honest, I probably couldn't pass it, but I'm a last fair. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're constantly adding and wanting people to get, you know, smarter, more involved all that kind of good stuff.
1: Right. What do you think about a, um, cause I mean, every state's different here in Arizona, you know, we don't have a post-secondary education requirement. Um, do you think, like a movement to create a national requirement, whether it be a two-year, four-year, what have you. I mean, I personally, I think a two-year degree with X amount of years experience is the way to go. But do you think that we could ever possibly get to that point where we would have a national requirement versus a uh, individual state requirement?
5: I do think we could get there. And it's one thing that, you know, we are pushing for slowly but surely you know how that goes 50 years from now we might get something pushed push forward yep but uh that's the the avenue that i believe is the two years with you know x amount of experience i fully 100 and behind that uh, mainly you know i guess because i did it mm-hmm. but also because you know there are certain aspects that can't be taught out in the field and Absolutely. then vice versa yeah you know uh, one thing that i run into in in, in these study groups i, I do is and even just people that I work with is I have people that were in the field 24 seven that go try to take the FS and just absolutely blow it. They're like, you know, I've never seen this stuff. You know, if they feel like if I worked in the office for a year or two, Hey, I'd get to, you know, actually experience, you know, running all this different uh, equipment and, and, you know, Excel programs essentially. So it's kind of one thing that I do believe a hundred percent that there should be both. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, As far as four years, that's probably a different story depending Mm -hmm. on your state maybe, but the two years I definitely am am passionate about.
1: Plug the uh, OSU uh, survey technology program because that's an online program, correct?
5: Yes, we are two-year fully online. Uh, It it was set up, I believe it was last uh, edited about six years ago. We had a a uh, very bright guy came over here and he is now working in Florida, I believe, but he came over here and set up the online program. And I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, when I, when I spoke to those people up in Maine and we were comparing classes and then where I could go, I mean, essentially they were talking about, you know, going maybe even above a junior, you know, from, from there. So that would have been nice to get that extra year out of the way to get my four year degree. Uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoy it. We got a, a couple of guys uh, running the program right now. Um, it's basically, it's, it's almost volunteered. I think there's only one guy who gets paid as far as teaching. Uh, that's one thing that we're struggling with is finding more teachers uh, to help, you know, basically grade at this point because the, the way that they have it set up and you know, it's all online, you know, all the homework's already set up and in there for you. The, the only thing that they've really had to add recently is they're looking to add some drones and drone information there and a few other community colleges has helped, uh, get that going. Yep. But really, I mean, as far as our state goes, it's a, it's a great program and and really you're going to learn what you need to take the test.
2: Now you, you are a third generation. We're going to go back to this one again. And obviously, um, it was kind of born India and, and you had the, easy, I'm going to air quote that easy route to becoming a land surveyor with, uh, not really having anything else as an influence, but for anybody else that doesn't have that, what advice would you give them to, uh, start a career in land surveying?
5: Well, one thing I tell everybody and, and it's not a bad thing is to work for more than one person. Uh, and really get out there and see what surveying is. The, the example that I try to give to people is, you know, I worked for my, my, my father and my grandfather and grew up in that. And all we did was small boundary surveys and that's it. And then the first job I get going away from there where is a big ODOT to like highway topo crew. And I've never even heard of a topographic survey. So I had no idea what I was getting into. And just to get to see the different realms and different things that you can do inside of the survey is just so exciting. And just one more thing to get passionate about in there. And, uh, you know, that's that's really just, you know, get in there, do your research work for more than one person, because ultimately, whenever you become a surveyor, you're going to take that knowledge from all those people and, and make your own opinion. Basically, that, that's what surveying is. It's your opinion. You know, I think this pin is here. Well, this other person thinks it's a tenth away, and so you pin cushion. That's a different.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's a whole nother <laughs> episode right there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So, when as as far as surveying goes, what like what are you most excited about, and what are you most concerned about?
5: The most excited about? I mean, definitely the 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 future and and getting involved. You know, like I said, I am scared of, of being forgotten, but at the same time being involved with these young professional groups and seeing what they've done in such a short amount of time. I really am excited to see where we can go and what we can do. Uh, We had our, our fig international young surveyors meeting two weeks ago and, you know, to get to hear all these different people's accents and, and just see where we can go and what we can do with this technology now is, is, is truly amazing. And then uh, to see that, you know, Trimble just came out with a, a phone basically for a data collector i'm yeah. like man that's cool that's what i've been wanting for a long time you know and 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 that kind of thing but then yeah i kind of already touched on what i'm scared of the most which is definitely being forgotten and then you know ultimately deregulated
2: yeah well even the most excited about all that future stuff we just had it earlier with the Civdrone drone guys. so yeah. it is headed that way you know? um I think we are getting to the old reliables. It's that time of the show again. Um, time flies when it, you're having fun. Exactly. Do you have a mantra that you live by and uh, would you share it with the listeners, please?
5: Yeah, there's one that I, that I like. I heard it about two or three years ago that is uh, there is no losing, only learning. There is no failure, only opportunities, and there is no problems, only solutions. And that was actually said by Pitbull, of all people.
2: Mr. Mr. 805, Mr. Worldwide? <laughs> yeah.
5: So that
1: was, There's your deep reference, kid. I don't even know what was you're talking about. That one really... <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, it's so funny hey
2: it makes sense oh no it's a good one no, I, absolutely I, yeah I, I, it, we need a little like pounding beat behind it to make it m- make more sense coming from pitbull but producer jake can make it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh and then another one uh obviously you're you're a younger man so we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but uh if there were to be an autobiography of your life thus far what would it be called
5: Man, that's a tough one. And I just looked at this before the meeting, too, and I tried to think of something. Uh, Autobiography of me. What would it be called? Uh,
2: Man. (laughs) It's a stumper, boys. I think
5: think, uh, A Surveyor's Life. I think that's where I'd go with it. A Surveyor's Life. I love a, it.
2: What is it? Yo ho, yo ho, a surveyor's life for me. Maybe something <laughs> <Exactly>. like that.
0: <laughs>
1: well, I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, the survey profession is very fortunate that there's uh, there's folks involved like yourself that are, are very passionate about it and you know willing to commit the time to uh, you know promote it to younger folks and uh, and even your peers, you know, to uh, to work together with that, whether it be through NSPS or through the Oklahoma Society. Um, you know, we need, we definitely need more folks like yourself. So thank you for your commitment to the profession.
5: Yeah, definitely. And then we'll keep it going and we appreciate you guys and your podcast and then and enjoy listening to you every week.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate that. Appreciate the support. What, um, way to wrap this up, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you want to make sure you want to get out there?
5: Oh, I think, I think that's about it. Uh, it'd be great.
1: It's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, first of all, thank you for being here. We really appreciate your time.
2: Have we ever had the guest to say we nailed it? And I, I feel accomplished right now. <laughs> we can just retire now.
5: Done. Don't, don't
1: get a big head. Shoots.
2: After 40
5: episodes, I'm pretty experienced at this now. So, yeah.
1: Although wait, you did have one bit of criticism. What was it? You wanted to bring back the question, right? Yeah, oh, like the yes. sandwich question or something yes. like that. Yeah, we yeah, need, we need what, to come yeah, up with a good one. You know, a few episodes. <laughs> well, no,
2: well, now we're in the beat lab, so it's going to be like, what can Jake make us to eat?
1: Which no, what, no, we do, do. What kind of tattoo should Jake? No. Get?
2: Yeah. Okay. What should Jake? <laughs> yeah. Yes. 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 I, I jumped in too early to say no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Kyle. We really, really appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully, you'll join us again in the. Uh, in the coming year, we'll have you back again for sure. Uh, All One thing I do want to mention, there is a NSPS map competition, and I have actually been a judge for this in the past, and it's a really cool thing. And the deadline to get in on that is June 30th. So check out the website on that. Check us out at thegeaholics.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, of course. And download our app from landsurveyorsunited.com. Email us at info at If you want to be a guest on a future show, we're now booking into the end of August or become a friend of the program. A lot of benefits there as well. Doobie Brothers, China Grove, taking us out. Check out their music on Spotify, Apple Music. Support local. Check out Civ Drone. Pay it forward and be safe and healthy. Thanks again to our friends of the program, Bad Elf GPS, bad-elf.com, Land Surveyors United, landsurveyorsunited.com, Unifly, unifl Parkland College Land Survey Program, parkland.edu forward slash surveying, Diamondback Land Surveying, diamondbacklandsurveying.com, and last but not least, Get Kids Into Survey. You can find them at getkidsintosurvey.com.